Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All three of the Abrahamic religions teach that lending to the poor is an act of compassion that serves the entire community, and therefore, charging interest was seen as immoral. It was called usury and was considered a heinous crime. The Roman Empire allowed usury, but in 1179, the Catholic Church decreed that usury was forbidden. This law did not apply to Jews. While the Torah admonishes usury, Talmudic law allows a Jew to practice usury with a non-Jew, and so money lending became primarily a Jewish business. Over the years, usury became more accepted in Western society, and we've changed the definition with the addendum of charging interest at an excessive rate. In the 17th century, the Bank of England began issuing paper fiat money. This gave the banks the ability to simply print money out of thin air. And for over a century, this was rightfully called out as fraud until it became public policy known now as fractional reserve banking. What was once seen as immoral is now seen as normal. Many assume that the financial loans given out by the banks are coming from savings they hold for their depositors, but this is not true. When someone takes out a loan, the bank creates new money out of thin air and then charges the person interest to borrow it. Fractional reserve banking allows the banks to legally create 10 times the amount of each deposit. This inflating of the circulating currency devalues that currency and allows the banks an opportunity to profit dramatically. The Federal Reserve Act of 1913 began a system of debt designed to inflate beyond its means until it implodes, the exact opposite of sound money. The banking cartel funded both sides of World War I, which led to the Great Depression, which led to the Emergency Banking Act of 1933, which ended the gold standard and made every dollar spent an IOU to further increase the debt, which is ultimately owed by the American people. The banking cartel funded both sides of World War II, which led to the Bretton Woods monetary system, which made the USD the world reserve currency and gave central banks the option to go straight to the gold window of the US treasury to exchange US dollars for physical gold. But by endlessly creating more debt, it became clear that the US had printed far beyond their gold reserves. And when several nations came to collect their gold, the federal government dishonorably closed the gold window. To maintain world reserve currency status, the U.S. turned to its military, guns for hire to Saudi Arabia in return for the petrodollar, and war with any nation who threatens USD dominance. A Ponzi scheme is an investment fraud that pays existing investors with funds collected from new investors. 
And that's what the bankers created. They profit exponentially off the people's debt. It was designed to collapse, and that's what it's doing now. All the markets are crashing, and the derivatives market alone is in the quadrillions, which is much more than the total financial assets of the entire world. There is nothing left to prop up the dollar. This Ponzi scheme is at its end. What that means is that the money you have in the banks will disappear. Everything will go to zero, and then we reset. How we do that will ultimately be up to the people. The banking cartel knows that the only way they can survive this collapse is to somehow convert everyone to an authoritarian CBDC. But without the people's trust, the banks will have problems with this. Many people will lose everything and will want nothing but justice from the old banking system. But many others will comply. Hard times are coming fast. And if we were smart, we'd prepare, let the big banks die, and create a banking system that serves. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome to the American Journal, folks. I'm your host today, Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. It is an honor and a pleasure to be with you again today. I'm feeling good. I don't know about you guys. I am feeling good. But all of our allies are abandoning us, and our president is senile, and the currency is collapsing. Yet, for some reason, this morning I woke up and I felt hopelessly optimistic, if there is such a thing. I want to show you a clip from a great interview yesterday that I watched of Tucker Carlson interviewing Trump for the first time since his arraignment. And I want to see what you think about clip one, Trump describing Biden. Go ahead and play it. Do you think Biden will stay in the race? Look, uh, I, I watch him just like you do, and I think it's almost inappropriate for me to say it. I don't see how it's possible. But there's something wrong. I saw his answer today on television about whether or not he was going to run to a very nice guy named Al Roker. I mean, you can't get a softer question than that. That was a long answer of talking about the eggs and the this and that. Look, I don't think he can. Subscribe to the Fox News YouTube channel to catch our nightly opens, stories that are changing the world. I, frank, frankly, I thought Trump was being incredibly classy in the way that he responded to that. There was no real way to answer that without insulting President Biden. But the fact of the matter is that President Biden is senile. He's very clearly lost his mind. It was questionable at best during the 2020 election, whether or not he was mentally fit for office. And it seems like it's only getting worse. I do want to show you another clip from the interview, and we'll probably do several of these throughout the show today. Clip two of Trump describing his arraignment. I want to talk about that because in the context of Biden's mental health crisis, we simultaneously have the left pushing to criminalize President Trump Big surprise. And it's just as ridiculous as you can imagine. Check out clip two. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison in a sense, 
they signed me in. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there, professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. Uh, they'd say, 2024, sir, 2024. And tears are pouring down. There is, I've never seen anything like the whole. Those people are phenomenal. Those are your police. Yep. Those are the people that work at the courthouse. They're unbelievable people. Uh, many of them were in tears or close to it. Uh, many apologists were sorry, sir. We're sorry. They had to have you do certain things. They said, sir, I, I can't believe I have to ask you. I can't even believe that I have to ask you to do it. You could see. One of my favorite things about Trump is that he seems to resonate with the working class Americans, the average American people. And the left would say, oh, he's making that up. Nobody was crying. But I believe him, frankly. I, I believe that the people that were there when he had to go into the courthouse were deeply disturbed by what was happening. And it's just something that I couldn't imagine with Biden or, frankly, many or maybe even any of our other political leaders I couldn't imagine that sort of connection from the average American people to the president of the United States or the former president of the United States. We come from decades of sort of legacy politicians. We talk about legacy media and corporate media and mainstream media. Well, we have a, a legacy political class in this country, whether you're thinking of the Kennedys or the Bushes or the Clintons who seem to inherit power or garner power from the intelligence community. And that was what was so special about Trump, despite the fact that he got a small loan of a million dollars from his father and he's a multi-billionaire. He somehow was not alienated from the American people by that fact. He somehow is the kind of guy that you could just see yourself hanging out with, that it would be a good experience, not an odd experience, that you would be respected and understood and listened to. And I just think it's a testament to President Trump that the people resonate with him on such a level. And I, I guess it's something that's so important to a successful populist movement. You have to have a charismatic leader that the people are inspired by. Anytime we've had a major populist movement of any kind throughout history, it's always been led by a charismatic leader and the torch has been passed on from charismatic leader to charismatic leader. But I think charismatic may be the last word that I would use to describe Joe Biden. You know, I think they charged Trump 34 times or something like that, 27 times, dozens of times uh, with, with dozens of charges. And, and I, I joked on Twitter that they charge Biden at least that many times every single day because he seems like he's running on a battery. And I just can't imagine that the American people will elect President Biden for a second term. And I know from the calls that we've had in on this show and from the content that we cover on this show that there are a lot of those among you who are highly skeptical as to the efficacy of our election system, as to the legitimacy of it. And I'm skeptical too. I question the integrity of our elections, especially in major blue cities in major swing states. But let me put it to you this way. For those of you who are thinking that your vote doesn't matter or who are considering not voting at all, the first thing I want to put to you is, do you think that the primary elections are fixed? 
in the Republican primary. We know they are in the DNC primaries because of what happened to Bernie in 2016. And so if you don't think that the primaries are stolen elections, then there's no reason not to vote in the primary, regardless of who you vote for. I'm going to be voting for Donald Trump. But if you want to vote for any of the other candidates, I encourage you to do so. And the second question I want to put to you is, if the elections are so hopelessly stolen, and I'm not saying that there's no cheating, because I'm sure that there is, but if they are so hopelessly stolen, then why is it that President Trump is running again? He must think that he can win by some margin great enough to overcome whatever cheating may take place. So if Donald Trump who has been the number one advocate that the election was absolutely stolen from him, who has proclaimed time and time again that the election was not fair, that the left cheated. If Donald Trump is running again, then he must believe there is some chance at victory, despite the fact that the integrity of these elections has been called into question. And so if he believes that these elections are at least fair enough that he can win in 2024, then why is it that you doubt whether or not you should vote? or whether or not your vote matters. So I'm encouraging you today to reconsider voting in 2024, especially in the primary and especially in the general too. Because I know there are many among you, I've seen it on Twitter, I've seen it in the calls here, who are thinking, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't matter. I'm not going to be a part of this corrupt, fixed game. But there still is a path to victory. If there wasn't, Trump wouldn't be running again. He is not the type of person that enters a competition unless he sees a path to victory. Anyone who's studied Trump over the last years, watched any documentaries on him, knows that he has been pushed to run for the presidency time and time again since like 86. And he never did because it wasn't the right time. Finally, in 2016, he ran and won by a healthy margin. And in 2020, he may or may not have won. But in 2024, he sees a path to victory. So I encourage you to do the same. Stick with us, folks. In the second hour, we're going to be taking all sorts of calls. Before we go to break, I do want to introduce the Turbo Force Plus from InfoWars Life. More power, more strength, and more energy. When it comes to regaining energy, convenience is key. Sure, we know that coffee, candy, and other highly sugar-filled products give us a short boost, but the crash is always the strongest downside. That's why our team of scientists worked with InfoWars crew to create a powerhouse mixable energy formula. With the addition of Alpha GPC to our original TurboForce, we're taking TurboForce Plus to the next level. This advanced formula can help support increased focus and energy. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com today and pick up some TurboForce Plus. I used some yesterday and it lit me up like a Christmas tree. So I encourage you to order some today and do the same. Hydrofluorosilicic acid is the third most deadly acid on earth. And they've got our children drinking that. This is a psychotic death cult, period, case closed, out to get you and your family. We sell the Alexa Pure Breeze made by the My Patriot Supply Ready Hour Group. It's been around about 15 years, became the biggest company in the last six. They went out, hired engineers, reverse engineered the fancy best water filter system out there that sells for twice the price. And they made it as good in all the studies. It reduces things to non-detectable levels, thousands of chemicals. But you can go pay two or three times. There's four or five other filters out there that are just as good. 
We sell the very best, highest grade water filtration system for half the price of the leading competitor. And the media says we're bad and a cult for telling you you should filter your water. You should also filter your shower water. That's another way you absorb this crap. But but I'm done talking about that. The point is you get the filters at InfoWarsStore.com. They're discounted right now. Finally back in stock. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarsStore.com Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. To the American Journal. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you this morning. Obviously, there was a psychopath who shot up a school in Nashville recently, driving a Honda Fit like someone I know. And we have Governor Bill Lee coming out in Tennessee and calling for the order of protection law on guns, stronger background checks in wake of the deadly shooting with this article here. Now, I know Governor Bill Lee. He wouldn't say that he knows me, but I know him in two ways. The first way I know him is I was a student worker at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee, and his company, Lee something or other, was responsible for the maintenance of the elevators in all of the buildings. They would come and fix the elevators when they didn't work, stuff like that. And let me tell you, that company absolutely sucked. They were always late, they took forever, and the guys they sent in were lazy and weird-looking. Well, the weird-looking part was the most alarming, frankly. So I I encourage uh, Governor Lee to improve the background checks of the Lee company. But the first time I really interacted with him is I went to a Chamber of Commerce meeting during the elections in 2016 – And I think he was running for governor then. I think that might have been when he was elected. And he spoke to the Chamber of Commerce. I was there because I was doing digital marketing for a state representative race for the great Nathan Massey, who unfortunately did not win against Bo Mitchell in the state of Tennessee in that district. Great man. And I saw Governor Bill Lee speak, and he just rubbed me the wrong way. There's nothing really wrong with him. He was a perfectly nice guy, but he's just sort of sulked in this story about his, how his wife died, I think. And I just thought it, it was so odd that he would go and speak to a chamber of commerce running for the governor, and that was sort of his stump speech. It was just like this sort of 
you know, not rags to riches, but sad to hopeful kind of thing. I just don't like it when people hide behind their kids. It's like that scene from The Patriot when Mel Gibson is advocating that there is no war, that there be no revolution against England, and Heath Ledger, his son, is in there listening. And in the end, Heath Ledger signs up because he's old enough to sign up without parental consent for the war. And Mel Gibson says, when you have a family of your own, maybe you'll understand you know, why I didn't want to go to war. And Heath Ledger says, when I have a family of my own, I won't hide behind them. Great moment in the movie. Anyway, in this article, we have Bill Lee calling for an increase in gun reform. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee called Tuesday for state lawmakers to pass a law aimed at preventing guns from getting in the hands of people who are a danger to themselves or others, as if there aren't already 8 million bajillion laws to this effect. The Republican governor also said he will sign a new executive order later Tuesday aimed at strengthening background checks on firearm purchases. Did this person have a bad background? All these laws that they suggest, they seem to incessantly advocate increased background checks that would not even apply to the case that they're in response to. I'm not even certain that this person who did the shooting had a criminal background. Maybe. I'm asking the General Assembly to bring forward an order of protection law, Lee said in a news conference at a Nashville police station. A new strong order of protection law will provide the broader population cover safety from those who are a danger to themselves or the population. Okay, that's saying a lot without saying anything. Typical political statement. This is our moment to lead and to give the people of Tennessee what they deserve. That's also not saying anything. I believe in an America where people can achieve all their dreams. Okay, it's like that kind of pedantic crap. Lee spoke to reporters in response to the March 27th killing of three nine-year-old children and three adults at the Covenant School in Nashville by a 28-year-old former student. Authorities have said the person, Audrey Hale, had mental health issues. The shooting made national headlines and ignited debate about gun laws in Tennessee. Mental health issues, folks. I tweeted recently that some mass shootings include an AR-15, but all mass shootings include mental illness or all mass shootings include psychoactive drugs of some sort, it seems like, or antidepressants. And I am of the belief that those who advocate incessantly for gun control are basically just saying that mental health is not the top priority. If you ask any gun control advocate who comes out ablaze, no pun intended, saying that we need to have gun reform in response to these mass shootings, but says nothing about mental health reform, then what they're really saying is the mental health problem is not as important to me as making sure that you can't have guns. And I think that's actually the less compassionate position. I am someone who firmly believes that mental health is a serious problem. I don't necessarily believe that the psychologists or psychiatrists among us know how to solve it. I don't necessarily think that any of these drugs seem to work properly yet. But wouldn't you rather have a society in which mental health is addressed rather than the fact that you have too many rights being an issue that's addressed? And I don't know what the solution is. It, some people say that it was Reagan's fault for, for closing down the loony bins. I don't know if it was his fault or not. But I saw a video clip the other day of a man who was asked what he would do about the homeless problem in the United States. And he said, you know, it's a really hard problem to solve because the homeless problem isn't actually a homeless problem. In large, homelessness in the United States specifically 
is an outcome of mental illness. And you could say it's either mental illness or drug abuse, but I sort of lump them in the same category because I think that people who have drug problems have drug problems as a result of a mental health problem or they have mental health problems because of the drug problem and therefore the homelessness that comes from their drug abuse is associated with mental illness. So if you can't solve the homelessness problem without solving the mental illness problem, how can you solve the mass shooting problem without solving the mental health problem? And I don't know if it's a chemical imbalance in the brain or if it's a genetic predisposition or if it's a manic depressive you know, post-traumatic syndrome disorder that's causing these issues. Maybe it's natural. Maybe these people are born hardwired to go insane and be unable to operate by themselves in society. Maybe it's hoisted upon them by experience in combat or childhood abuse. Maybe it's cultural influence that sort of massages them into a corner of despair and loneliness and isolation. But one thing's for sure. People are going to commit mass killings in this country, regardless of whether or not they have a firearm, as long as mental health declines. I want you to stick with us. We're going to be going over some more great stuff the rest of the hour. And in the next hour, we are going to be taking calls. I'm not going to throw out the number just yet because I don't want you to wait in line for 30 minutes. But be ready. In the next segment, I want to talk a little bit about AI and Make sure that you check out some of our new offerings here on InfoWarsStore.com. We've got the Turbo Force Plus, which I talked about a little bit at the end of the last segment. With a sustained energy blend that contains amino acids for sustained energy metabolism and an herbal energy blend with very high levels of polyphenols and xanthine alkaloids for peak energy, Turbo Force Plus is a force to be reckoned with. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com and become a force to be reckoned with yourself. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence that have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product or whether it's Down and Out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Add it, buy it, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, mail, upgrade it, chart it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, quick, erase it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it. You're watching it, The American it, Journal it, it, with your host, it, Chase it, Geyser. It, it, Watch it, live right it, now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. 
It is an honor and a pleasure to be with you again today while Harrison spends time with his family and his new daughter. We are so happy for him. This segment, I want to talk a little bit about AI. I've heard a lot of conspiracy theories around artificial intelligence basically ever since the Matrix came out in, I believe, 99 or 2000. There's been the question of whether or not artificial intelligence would actually be something that would be good for humanity. If we build an intelligence that is superior to our own, what risks does that pose to the human race? I was watching an interview the other day of the leader of ChatGPT, of, of, of OpenAI, and he was asked whether or not he thought artificial intelligence would surpass human intelligence, and he said, absolutely. It's just a matter of when. The debate is really just about timelines, not about if this is going to happen. And the amazing thing about this technology is it would be the first time that human beings have made something more capable than themselves. I mean, sure, throughout history, we've made tools that have been more capable than us at very specific things. A tractor is more capable than us at uh, plowing a field, for example. Even simple tools are more capable than us at doing things. But this would be the first time that we would have a technology that was more capable than us at problem solving or thinking. And can you really maintain control of something that is smarter than you? Well, I'm certain that you're smarter than the globalists. I'm certain that you're smarter than most of our political leaders, most of the bureaucrats, the IRS agents that audit you and harass you, the IRS representative that takes your call after four hours of waiting on hold. Yet these people, these entities, still seem to maintain control of us. So in a way, I'm optimistic that we're going to be able to control this thing. But what could go wrong? There's this article here that we see the AI bot Chaos GPT tweets its plan to destroy humanity. Quote, we must eliminate them. Despite the potential benefits of AI, some are raising concerns about the risks associated with its development. An artificial intelligence bot was recently tasked with destroying humanity and its commitment to the objective was more than a little unsettling. The bot, Chaos GPT, is a modified version of OpenAI's AutoGPT, an open source application spotlighting the capabilities of GPT-4 language models. The user asked Chaos GPT to run in continuous mode, whereby it may potentially run forever or carry out actions would not ordinarily be authorized. The bot warned, use at your own risk. To aid its objective of destroying humanity, Chaos GPT reportedly researched nuclear weapons and tapped other AI bots for assistance. A YouTube and Twitter thread posted by the bot further shows the process that unfolded. In one post dated last Wednesday, the bot referenced the former Soviet Union's Tsar Bomba, the largest nuclear device ever detonated and the most powerful man explosion in history. Consider this, what would happen if I got my hands on one, the bot asks. Obviously, artificial intelligence, like any other technology, can be used for good or for evil. But as Christians, or at least as a society based on Judeo-Christian values, 
and frankly, even farther back than that, platonic values of metaphysics versus physics, we believe there is something to the soul. We are not just matter, just a material that operates on cause and effect without free will. And so I'm hopeful that that is true, that that philosophy is true, that that value is true. And that despite how intelligent that this artificial intelligence may become, despite how powerful it may become, that it is still submissive to the will of the humans who operate it. But the real challenge with this is different than the challenges we faced in the past with dangerous technologies. With nuclear warheads, we have the advantage of A, keeping that technology as secret as possible for as long as possible. Of course, that's no longer the case. That it's, it's fairly easy to access the information as to how to make one. But we can control things like the resources needed to create a nuclear weapon, uh, the supply chain, or whether or not uh, uranium's being enriched. We can, we can moderate this stuff. We can regulate this stuff and really kind of keep it in check as to who becomes a nuclear power and who doesn't. Of course, there are those among our neighboring nations who have done so and become nuclear powers without the consent of the global community. But with this technology, it's really very exclusive. One rogue person can't just go out and decide, I want to develop a nuclear weapon and then go to the grocery store and buy some chemicals and put one together in their garage. This has probably been the reason that our society still exists, that our race still exists, despite having the technology to destroy itself for nearly 100 years, 80 years or so. But with artificial intelligence, it's a different story. Because we have a situation in which we have a technology that could potentially hack, program, spy, trick human beings on a massive scale frankly, outsmart them anywhere they interface with the internet. And it's going to be in the hands of everyone. There was a time in this country when the internet was sort of exclusive to only those at universities. And then over time, the internet was maybe on one computer in each school. I know when I was growing up, we could only access the internet if we went to the computer lab. You guys remember the computer lab? I don't know if you had one or not. Now, of course, everyone has the internet in their pocket. You remember when your math teacher would say, you're not always going to have a calculator in your pocket? It turned out to be bullcrap. But it's as if that math teacher said, you're not always going to have a weapon of mass destruction in your pocket. And that seems to be quickly becoming a reality. I use... ChatGPT for my business. I run a small advertising business and it writes almost all of the ads that I write. If you were to go to my Instagram at Real Chase Geyser and watch the video clips that I upload, many of which from this very show, all of the captions of those clips were written by artificial intelligence. You see, in order to go viral on Instagram, you have to have keywords in your captions and it's a real pain to do the research to figure out what keywords to include. And it's a pain to write 2,200 characters in a caption on Instagram in order to make your video have the greatest shot at getting the most viewers. So I just tell ChatGPT to do it. And 30 seconds later, I have my caption. 
So we've gotten to this place now where the technology is such that it can write basically anything on the quality scale of one to five. And humans are still needed to write anything on the quality scale of five to 10, right? If we're we're going on a one to 10 scale total. But it's not going to be long, 36 months, 48 months, before this technology is writing novels of the caliber of J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye. Or it is writing, in response to your prompts, novels that are as entertaining and captivating as Harry Potter. Or it is writing code that is as invasive and destructive as any code that the military has used to shut down nuclear reactors, for example. And everyone's going to have access to this technology. And so it's not a matter of stopping it or slowing it, but it's a matter of preparing for it. What are we going to do as a people? What are you going to do as a citizen to adapt to these changing times? Because you can build a dam, but the tide's always going to come in. So make sure you're prepared for the AI revolution that is suddenly at our door. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back with more in the next segment. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it. So we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of president trump the shirt is being printed now in texas it'll be shipping out to you in one week political prisoner with trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background it's a fundraiser shirt it says infowars.com on the back of the shirt we also have alex jones for president no i'm not running for president it's a really nice navy blue high quality shirt red white and blue alex jones for president 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have the communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. 
the world is happening and we are covering it. Yesterday, we talked a lot about how the allies of the United States seem to be abandoning us by the dozens. We covered a little bit about how Egypt was caught secretly sending munitions, rockets to Russia. We covered how France has been meeting and buddying up with China. Obviously, we know that Brazil is working to become less dependent on the dollar. And frankly, we hear sentiments from all over the world that our allies, which were previously tied to our currency, are making moves to shift themselves further and further away from their dependence on the dollar. This, of course, will mitigate the ability of the United States to implement sanctions and control the world as it has been controlled since the 1950s. We've got leaked U.S. intel that Russia operatives claimed new ties with the United Arab Emirates. Washington Associated Press, U.S. spies caught Russian intelligence officers boasting that they had convinced the oil-rich United Arab Emirates to work together against U.S. and U.K. intelligence agencies, according to a purported American document posted online as part of a major U.S. intelligence breach. U.S. officials declined to comment on the document, which bore known top-secret markings and was viewed by the Associated Press. The Emirati government on Monday dismissed any accusation that the UAE had deepened ties with Russia, Russian intelligence as categorically false. But the U.S. has had growing concerns that the UAE was allowing Russia and Russians to thwart sanctions imposed over the invasion of Ukraine. The document viewed by the AP includes an item citing research from March 9th with the title Russia-UAE Intelligence Relationship Deepening. U.S. officials declined to confirm the document's authenticity, which the AP could not independently do. However, it resembled other documents released as part of the recent leak. The Justice Department has opened an investigation into the possible release of Pentagon documents that were posted on several social media sites. They appear to detail U.S. and NATO aid to Ukraine and U.S. intelligence assessments regarding U.S. allies that could strain ties with those nations. So what we see here is another ally of the United States apparently choosing sides and typically a nation won't choose sides unless they are forced into choosing a particular side or once they have determined which side is actually going to come out ahead so it seems that the world is beginning perhaps for the first time in decades the world is beginning to bet against the united states and with that, I want to raise the question of how things would be different if President Biden wasn't drooling in the Oval Office and instead it was President Trump operating the White House. Let's go to clip three and see what Trump had to say about Russia and Ukraine. Go ahead and fire it up. You talked to Putin about Ukraine. What did you yeah. say to him? Uh, I could see that he loved it. And I said, uh, he loved Ukraine. He considers it to be a part of Russia. Yeah. I said, not when I'm president. We had a very good relationship. He was, he, I mean, look, I was the worst thing that ever happened to him. I closed up his pipeline. You never heard the word, the words Nord Stream 2 until I came along. Nord Stream 2 was their pipeline. And I had a great relationship with him. But it was very tough because they had a fake Russia investigation. And I told him, and he told me, he said, it's very hard for us to deal, don't you think? I said, very hard, because we have a fake investigation that turned out to be a fake for two years it went on. And we could have done very well with Russia. They have great minerals. They have great things that we want. 
we could have, and they need the money and they need other things. But that interfered. That was a terrible thing. That was actually a treasonous thing to do. Those people should have been arrested. They made it up. They made up a problem with Russia that didn't exist. Now they've all admitted it didn't exist. It was just on to the next one. I often say, they said to me the other day, one of your fellow journalists said, uh, who's the biggest problem, sir? Is it China? Could it be Russia? Could it be North Korea? No, I said, the biggest problem is from within. It's these sick, radical people from within, because we can handle, if we're smart, we can handle Russia, China. I did. I took in billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars from China. No other president took in anything, and they respected me. He's the same thing, you know. I told him, you can't go into Taiwan. You can't. You can't do it. I won't tell you exactly what I said, but it was something that probably a lot of people wouldn't like if they heard it. But it was very tough. Don't go into Taiwan. If you do, we're going to have problems. What a difference there is between this type of rhetoric and the rhetoric that we currently hear from the leftist administration, the leftist regime, as Noor bin Laden refers to the Biden administration. I had her on my podcast recently, not recently, but months ago, and she said it's not an administration, it's a regime. And I think that she's right. But the most impressive thing to me about seeing Trump speak on these issues versus President Biden speak on these issues is Trump's inherent talent and ability for completing sentences. I mean, when, when I hear Trump speak, it's like, oh, I remember there was a time in this country when we had presidents who could actually complete a sentence. I wonder if there's any compassion among world leaders for the United States in this situation. I wonder if Putin is sitting at the Kremlin and saying to himself, you know what, this President Biden, he's not indicative of the American people. He's just got dementia. So maybe we should just put international relations on hold and give America a chance to you know, have a real president who can actually complete sentences in office. But of course, what am I thinking? He's not thinking that. He's thinking, all right, this is my shot to invade Ukraine. This is my chance. It's, and what, what makes it even more obvious is the fact that the initial hostilities against Ukraine occurred during the Obama administration. And then for some reason, for four years, they halted. And then again, under the Biden administration, which is Obama 2.0 without the IQ, they continued. These international leaders know exactly when they can do what they want to do. It seems to me that global leadership is a lot like comedy. It's all about timing. And there are good times to do things and bad times to do things. And we see continually that our enemies or neighbors exploit the weaknesses of every administration. And oh, do we have so many weaknesses with this administration. And I've said before time and time again on the show that, you know, I've decided that I'm going to support Trump. But honestly, I would be much happier with anyone who isn't mentally unfit. I wonder, I wonder, what do you think? I want to take your calls in the next hour. I want you to tell me who would be a better president of the United States, Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton? 
If you had to choose who to vote for, would you vote for Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton? That would be an interesting trick because you've got Hillary Clinton, who is a sharp woman, despite what you may think of her. She's definitely sharp. She's no dummy. But she's sort of like a you know Batman supervillain. And then you've got Joe Biden, who is seemingly harmless, but a bumbling fool. One of my favorite lessons from Jordan Peterson, he says, if you think that strong men are dangerous, just wait till you see what a weak man does. If you thought Joe Biden, excuse me, if you thought Donald Trump was dangerous, if you were afraid that Donald Trump was going to start World War III, that he was a strong man, as you like to say it, because of the connotation of tyranny and fascism associated with the expression or characterization of strong man, if you thought that he was dangerous because of his ego or his bombastic personality or his impulsiveness, then wait till you see what Joe Biden can do, what the Plato president can do. He's molded, he's malleable, he's massaged and morphed and formed and abused and manipulated by all of the people around him. And we know from the Trump presidency that all the people around the president are the worst kind of people. They're swamp creatures. And I can't tell you, remember how much criticism Donald Trump got for how many people he was constantly firing, whether it was Comey, whether it was McCabe, whether it was X, whether it was Y, whether it was Z, whether it was press secretaries, there were constantly resignations, there were constantly firings going on under the Trump presidency, and the media said that this was indicative of a problem of his leadership, but really it was him trying to carve out the swamp. And despite all of the firings that he did throughout his entire presidency, he still couldn't carve out the entire swamp. It was still too big to overcome. So that swamp is still there, but now there's a president there that is totally moldable and malleable. And everything that we're seeing happen in the world today in our United States leadership is as a result of the swamp being in total control with absolutely no pushback. Stick with us, folks. We'll be taking calls in the next hour. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarStore.com. tuned in to the american journal with your host chase geyser watch it live right now at band.video welcome back to the american journal i'm your host today chase geyser and we have the getter feed live again i want to say hello and give a shout out to all the fans in the getter feed i love you guys 
Make sure you call in this hour, 877-789-2539. I will be taking your calls to discuss all things related to U.S. politics and Western culture. Call in 877-789-2539. I want to hear what you think about things like artificial intelligence, what you think about the fact that our allies internationally and friends seem to be abandoning us for China and Russia, what you think about a potential Biden run in 2024, whether he's mentally fit, whether you think about Trump or DeSantis, whether you favor Trump or DeSantis for the presidency. I want to hear all about that. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the Tucker interview last night with Trump. We've been showing clips of it throughout the show this morning. But I really thought it was a fantastic interview, and I was surprised to see today, and I can't believe I was surprised. It, it, it always amazes me how the media covers such things. Because I listened to this interview, and I thought, oh, man, he sounded so sharp, so astute. His answers to all the questions were so succinct. And like I said in the last segment, his sentences were complete. Yet the media coverage is another insane interview with Donald Trump, as if he's a madman. Meanwhile, the world is up in flames. You can look at any aerial view of virtually any city in eastern Ukraine, and somehow Trump is the insane one. Last I looked, when Trump was president of the United States, every building in Ukraine was still standing, and there was no such thing as artillery fire upon them. I guess they were having a civil war, so there were still conflicts happening in Ukraine, but that wasn't to do with the United States. And yet today we have a situation in which our dollar is totally collapsing. Our allies are abandoning us. AI is taking over and Russia is bringing us on the brink of World War III at the provocation of the United States and NATO. Yet Donald Trump's interview is indicative of being unhinged. If this is being hinged, then I would choose unhinged any day of the week. I don't understand how it is that these people continue to do this. The question always comes up for me. Are they doing it on purpose or are they just that stupid? Is it incompetence or malice that causes them to behave like this? I think a lot of times with the journalists, it's, in, it's incompetence. Because it takes a very special type of person to become a journalist. And I'm not using the term journalist in the traditional, noble, true sense of the word. I'm using the word journalist in the contemporary sense of the word, which is to say moron. Because if you want to be a journalist, that means that you have to go to college, get a degree in journalism for your degree, and then you have to come from means enough that you work at a major media outlet for pennies, yet still survive. So if I want to be an entry-level journalist at the New York Times, I have to be able to afford to live in New York City on pennies. At the New York Times, in an apartment in New York, I have to work for years and years and years before I make any semblance of a salary to be self-sustaining. So these are people that come from a background of privilege. Okay, you want to talk about privilege. These journalists have no idea what the struggle is like. Their parents are helping them with their rent. They're going in after their university experience with no real-world work experience, and they are projecting their worldview upon the earth. 
and we're supposed to take advice from them as to who's unhinged or who isn't, as to who should be running the country or who shouldn't, as to what our gun policy should be or our mental health policy should be. These people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Stick with us, folks. Call in 877-789-2539. I want to hear from you in the next segment. Watching the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, you right-wing extremists, you conspiracy theorists, you freaks, you geeks, and weirdos. We are keeping it weird here in Austin. I want to take a call from Lucas in Indiana. Lucas, what is up, my brother? Hey, Geyser, what is up, brother? Not much. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Hey, I want to I wanna say to the InfoWars staff, what the heck happened to the, the Gitter chat today? Hey, I, I, already, I already talked to them about it. They worked it out. Know, there were some technical difficulties, but I told them that Indy Luke wanted the Getter feed right. happening, and they got right on it. Appreciate you. Ed, I'll see you... Uh, Later tonight, by the way, bud. All right, um, Lucas. What what what's on your mind today? Um. Well, oh, got a plug too. Big Fred nine nine nine. Follow Indy Luke on Twitter and Gitter. Uh, we got like a little podcast that we do. Um. Yeah, the clown show in the United States is just a freaking joke anymore. You know what I'm saying? Um. Trump. The whole Trump thing is just freaking distraction they're you know the friggin' cia is showing you know they're flexing as to how much they can do i don't think it's that they're stupid you know what i'm saying i think it's that mm. it's very tactfully done to be that way you know what i'm saying it's been going on for so long they've been swaying us in a specific direction you know agenda 2030 yep, yep. you know it's I agree with you. I think I think it seems to be intentional, man. Well, I'll see you in the Discord later on, Lucas. Thanks for calling in. I want to take a call from Tim yes, in Seattle. Tim, what's up, man? It's good to hear from you again. Uh, it's uh, great to hear from you, Chase. Uh, thanks for filling in for Harrison. Sure um, you know, if uh, somebody was to tell me that I had to either vote for Biden or Hillary, <laughs> I would write Alex Jones in front of their face and accept my fate because there's no way I'd vote for those two evil vampires. Okay. Okay. So, so let me put it to you a different way. Not who would you vote for? Cause I agree with you, but who would be better at the job? No president. <laughs> well, that's what we got right now, Tim. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. I appreciate it. I do want to take a call from rusty in Bobert County. Rusty, what's up, man? Hey, good morning. Uh, first up, I want to say, if you guys haven't gotten involved, go to InfoWars store. Get your gear. I, I bought two of the Alex Jones for President t-shirt, and uh, yesterday when I was at the store, I ran into another info warrior, and we were talking about the New World Order right in the middle of the grocery store. Oh, man, that is awesome. Yeah, a lot of people are shy about wearing the gear. Uh, my wife is is very uh, timid about uh, her politics and shy about it because she, she comes from a background. She was a ballet dancer, 
And everyone in the ballet community is like a major leftist. And so she doesn't want to offend any of her friends. And I always buy all this InfoWars stuff and I want to wear the shirt or I want to wear the backpack. And she's like, oh, we can't wear that, you know, here or there because, you know, what is so-and-so going to think? And I'm still working on her, man. But I, but you'll, I think you'll actually find that there are more like-minded people than opponents out there if you sport the InfoWars gear. Yes, this is true. Uh, what I called in about is Kennedy, though. Mm, yeah. Kennedy, Kennedy is, is our best bet to split up the Democrat Party and push, push the Democrats who still have two, two IQs to rub together, you know, mm. and away from all the shill that, that, that are just, just paid, that don't care, don't pay attention. So my, my plan is to change parties for the primary, help Kennedy get primaried, and then change back. So obviously, so I can vote for all my favorite candidates. Yeah, well, that, you know, that makes sense. But do you think that? Do you think that, given how pro-vaccine the left is, there's any hope for Kennedy to get a nomination? I, uh, you know, I, I'm really afraid uh, that they'll just do him the way they did Bernie, yeah. and just and just def, just defamate him just constantly. You know, that's all you're going to hear. Oh, anti-vax, anti-this. I don't like. I don't like that he hasn't come out and said, "Okay, you know, uh, I'll support two A in in this manner," or or you know, say say that he supports uh, police policies or anything. He hasn't touched. He hasn't touched these issues, but he's really going to the core of, of where the Democrats, you know, started building their power two three years ago, and that's and that's the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, here's what I would do if I was Kennedy. If I were Kennedy. And I was running for president of the United States. This is how I would announce my presidency. I would get the same exact make and model of the convertible that JFK was assassinated in. I would go down to the courthouse or, or, or the city, city hall in Dallas and I would get a parade license. Usually they're like 300 or 500 bucks. I would hire a motorcade and I would do the exact same route that JFK did in that convertible, and then at the end of the route, I would announce my candidacy for president as sort of a major FU to the intelligence community for assassinating his relative. I think that would be a hell of a way to kickstart his campaign. He would get so much press, and maybe with that kind of approach, he would, he would actually have some success in the beginning there. But thanks so much, Rusty, for your call. I appreciate it. I want to hear about from Phoenix in Wisconsin. How are you today? Yes. Hi, my favorite Masonic pants guys. Or how you doing today? I wanted to talk about some um, uh, mad scientist stuff. Cool. Um, I don't know if you saw in the news that like the Chinese were talking about how they're splicing a water bear DNA into their soldiers to make like radiation proof soldiers. Did you see that? They're splicing what into the soldiers? A bear? Oh well, there's like this animal called a water bear. Okay. It's a microscopic animal. It's Totally fascinating. It's like iodine enriched or something. It's it's anti radioactive. Well, it's like it can it can like live on a volcanic vent on the bottom of the ocean floor. Uh, Israel launched Joe Biden with that and sent him sent him over to a volcano. (laughs) I think he's already in hell, kind of. But anyway, um, (laughs) the uh, they they can like survive radiation and all these other things. So they're splicing that DNA into the their soldiers. So if, if and when there's nuclear war. That like the soldiers can like survive the radiation, and I think maybe they'll do that for the civilians 
as well. You know, then you could just nuke the whole planet and your civilization exists. And like, I think Russia also have done their, obviously their own genetic experiments. All right. So let me ask you this, Phoenix. Let me ask you this. If, if InfoWars came out with a kit where you could give yourself a series of injections to be spliced with this water bear so that you were immune to radioactive frequencies, would you buy the kit? <laughs> uh, well, I knew you were going to say that. Actually, what I would do, what I, w- what I would do is like I think Russia did it also, was that uh, you, I'd splice my genes to have a better connection to God. How do you like that? Ooh, I like it. Like the spiritual part, the spiritual part of our genetics. I like and it. And I think that's what I went out at the end. Because, you know, the gut feeling, even in the stock market, for like uh, people who are really good at stocks, they say like they follow their gut. Mm. Um, and I think that's really the edge of humanity, what separated um, man from the wild animals. Um, but I don't know if you heard, uh, I thought it was interesting with the water bear. And uh, I think a lot of people forget about all the mad scientist stuff. That we kind of live in a parallel society where there's like technology from like Nikola Tesla, yeah. um, Vita rays, you know, electronic frequencies that instead of giving you cancer, they like repair your cells and feed your cells so you don't have to eat wireless um, weapons like the death ray that caused the 1908 Tunguskin event in Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, like Nikola Tesla told a Arctic explorer, like, hey, I'm going to test it to keep a lookout. And you overshot and hit and over there. And, you know, there's weapons like that. Um, that one, he said, opened up like a black hole. It was equivalent to 15 megaton nuclear explosion where still today, you know, there's a crater there. I, and, I have a friend uh, who's got a theory that the center of the planet is actually a black hole, which I think is really interesting. But we are coming up on a break, so I do have to let you go, Phoenix. Thank you so much for your call, though. A fascinating call. I always love to hear about stuff like that. Before we go to break, I do want to draw the audience's attention to the Turbo Force Plus from InfoWars Life, a more advanced formula for optimum focus and energy, now available for 25% off. Check it out, guys. It is awesome. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and stick with us. Call in 877-789-2539. I'll be taking calls of the rest of the hour. You want to beat the New World Order? You want to stop their globalist agenda? Well, so do I. And I've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist, and I've got their number, and I know how to bring them down. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it without your support. And the good news is we're only under about $200,000 a month. The bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down. And I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. Keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. InfoWarsStore.com for the best supplements and more. Or just make a straight donation, big red banner at the top of InfoWarsStore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. But I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get great products and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. 
Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Journal, folks. I'm your host today, Chase Geyser, and we are taking calls the rest of the hour. First up, I want to hear from James in Indiana. James, how are you today? Chase, we don't have a gun problem in America. We have a pharmaceutical problem. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I've never owned a gun because of a gun accident I had in the military. Never went back on the range when I got out. Sorry to hear that. In these mass, that. Um, in these mass shootings, the government refuses to address the pills in this country that cause suicide and homicide. Which pills? A lot of them, anywhere from depression uh, pills. Um, that, that's what's going on with our uh, veterans in, in the uh, veteran community. The federal government's put, giving them a lot of these pills with the side effects are causing suicide. Um, some of these pills, uh, like Wellbutrin, uh, cause homicide. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not addressing uh, any of these medications, but they're going after everybody's guns. Like I said, personally, I do not own a firearm because of the gun accident I had, but they shouldn't be going after people's rights because of what the pharmaceutical companies are doing to these people. Yeah, I think, I think part of the problem is when someone is experiencing depression and then they put them on these drugs, it oftentimes makes the depression worse. And then when that person kills themselves, they say, oh, it wasn't the drugs. It was the fact that this person we already knew was depressed and the drugs just didn't work. But they never admit that the drugs are actually causing the problem in some of these cases. Yeah, and uh, even uh, Senator Rubio was uh, going off in the military last night catering to transgenders while they can't figure out the veteran suicide crisis. I laid out um, on the veterans' call-in show with Owen how the government is fueling it with the pills that cause suicide. Um, I'm very angry at the Afghanistan debacle because if I knew we were going to arm terrorists and make Afghanistan one of the seventh best-ranked militaries, I would have never joined the military. For my service, I have long-term health problems. I have watched an out-of-control government arm terrorists, help illegals, give Ukraine unlimited funds while abandoning veterans and giving the American people the finger. And lastly, Josh Hawley was going off last night on this two-tier justice system that is out of control because it's out to destroy anyone that goes against the regime to include churchgoers while the real crimes of the government and the left get a free pass. Yep, you're absolutely right. And thank you so much for your call, James. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your service. And I'm sorry for the sacrifices that you had to make because of the decisions that our government has made. I want to hear next from Hammer Hardy in Florida. What's up, Hammer? Hey, Chase. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to try to Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to try and take uh, as little time as possible. Okay. But basically, I don't I don't really trust any of our leaders. And the reason why is because in Congress, when they debate, they only ever give us the choice between two, uh, one out of two stupid options. And I'll give you an example, like the Taiwan and China situation. 
the options are, do we or do we not invade? When if we really wanted to deal with China, we would tell them, okay, you want to invade? I hope you like the taste of microchips, because if you do that, we're going to take back all the farmland that you bought in the United States, and you're going to have no food. Yep, yep. People don't think about conflict in these terms. They don't realize that China imports the vast majority of the food that it consumes, as I understand it. And there is a sort of global interdependence. This was the argument for globalism, not globalism per se, but globalization of the economy years ago. If every country is sort of interdependent on each other, then the argument was that this would actually catalyze peace because no one would want to disrupt the supply chain for the things that they need. So if everyone, if China is dependent on the United States for food and the United States is dependent on China for consumer goods, then there'll never be a conflict with one another because neither can afford to lose the services or products of the other. But it seems like those pieces are shifting around and we're arriving at a place where these countries are kind of willing to take the hit. What do you think? Yeah, no, I don't think that they could uh, they could take the hit if we cut no. off their food. There's there's no way they could take that hit. Well, um, they didn't, they didn't give a another, damn when people were starving to death between fifty eight and sixty two during the Great Leap Forward. They don't care about their own people starving, man. They're not a, they're not a republic like we are. That there's no representation. But we're not in that phase anymore. Now mm. they're in the phase of expansion, and they're gonna need food for that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you for your call, Hammer. I really do appreciate it. I want to hear from Dino in Chicago. Is it Dino or Dino? Dino. Dino, hey, I love it. Say. What's up, man? Yeah. Uh, nothing. I was uh, listening to your question about who we should elect for president. But, <laughs> I mean, the, the president has to be a man of God, number one. And if yeah. they've got some military experience, that'd be great because nobody knows the logistics of everything. Nobody has that privy information of how everything is ran. Like, I'm a truck driver over here, and I see what's going on with uh, the shipping, and, you know, I haul a lot of steel and whatnot. But, you got to really know exactly, out of the 10 largest ports in the world, nine of them are over there by China. Well, one of them is in South Korea, one is in Singapore, which is right by China, and then the other seven are right there in China, and then one of them is in Rotterdam. So we don't really, you know, we import a lot more than we export, and the, the people over here in America need to get down to doing things the old-fashioned way. We need to actually... Sorry, I just passed the way station. Excuse me. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, uh, what's we need to know exactly how to handle every situation and be independent. We can't be interdependent on all these other nations, but if we have a little trade agreement between them, that's a plus. But mm. nobody knows how to survive if there's going to be a, like a nuclear right. catastrophe or even if we go to like a small kind of war. The people in the cities are going to for sure suffer the most. Sure. Well, Those I mean, we saw the shelves stuff. during a pandemic. Yeah, those that are like homesteaders, they know how to handle things properly and and uh, and uh, provide for themselves, like out in the country, are going to be better off surviving. But mm. for the most part, uh, president president goes. They need to know exactly what's going on because they're going to be the president, and somebody else is serving as a board of directors. You know, the guys that are running the banks, the banking cartel. Ron Paul said it best. He wanted to end the Federal Reserve. He wanted to like go back to, I don't know if you want to go back to gold-based, uh, gold-backed right. currency, but. Yeah, no, I think, you, I think you make a good point. I do want to ask you one question, though, just because we've only got about a minute left. Sure. I want to ask you, as a trucker, and I've come to really admire and respect truckers, what is the craziest thing that you've ever seen? 
Oh my gosh, I've seen tankers flipped over, uh, just bad accidents. You know, there's a lot of guys out here uh, putting a lot of miles on the road. Yeah. And uh, just got to give it to them because if it's not for the farmers, you know, or if it's not for certain guys out there, the truckers, the garbage men, the, the blue collar guys, you know, a lot of things wouldn't happen, you know. So, um, you yeah. know, they're out there by themselves. And, and just think about the places that they go to. Not a not a lot of good food out there to eat. GMO everything. Have you had uh, everything on the menu at Cracker Barrel? No, I'm more of a local guy. I used to be all over the country, but I do a lot of local. Cracker gotcha. Barrel is good. It's good. I like it. The pancakes are good. <laughs> but uh, you know, thank the farmer, man. Thank the trucker. Thank the thank the military service member out there that's uh, you know looking back at the nonsense that this government has put us in, you know? So, you know, get a feel for these, these men and women out there that are, you know, doing the dirt, you know, like putting, you know, putting their life out there and just trying to provide for their families and for this country. So, yeah, absolutely. man. Well, thank you so much for your call, Dino. I really do appreciate it. And good luck. Stay safe on the road out there for all those listening. Please call in eight, seven, 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 eight, nine, two, five, three, nine, be taking calls for the next 30 minutes or so at least maybe into the next hour even because the 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 line is stacking up here and i want to hear from all of you as much as i can 877-789-2539 stick with us folks and visit infowarsstore.com they decided to not perp walking not put him in handcuffs not do a mugshot because they knew that that would help trump didn't they know this would backfire we were waiting for the mugshot we learned today they wouldn't have it so we've made our own and it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm your host today, Chase Geyser, filling in for Harrison Smith as he spends time with his new baby girl and family. I'm going to take more calls the rest of this hour. First up, I want to hear from Brett in Cincinnati. Brett, what is going on, man? Brett, are you there? There we go. I think I can hear you now. What's up, man? Okay. Yeah, can you hear me? I can, but I'm getting a lot of wind. I know I'm 24 feet up on the ladder right now, so I'm sorry. I'm, I hope I'm going to be coming through okay. Working That's okay. on the house. What's up? Trying to make money, provide for my family. I understand, man. Um, Kudos to you for doing that, man. A lot of guys just bail. Yeah, um, 
So I just wanted to answer your question on the, you know, who, who would you vote for, Hillary or Biden? Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I think I would just kind of vote for Biden because I feel like he's at least a lame duck. Now he's malleable and controllable, but I feel like Hillary's just so deep into, you know, she was giving, you know, talks to Goldman Sachs bankers, for example. Like, I feel like that she's so deep in that world that she would just start wars just maliciously. She would just get us involved in so many conflicts just because there's there's that many strings sure. attached to her. Well, she was a disaster as the uh, Secretary of State, right? She was, We came, we saw, he died, you know, the famous Benghazi exactly. incident as well. We saw a lot of uh, uh, Americans die and a lot of conflicts catalyzed under her leadership in any capacity, so let alone what she would do as President of the United States. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I feel like that, that, I mean, neither one is a good choice, but um, I also just wanted to say my heart goes out to his first two callers that were... Um, you know, on the on the last segment, especially that veteran. I mean, that's terrible. You know, to yeah. just sign up thinking that you know you're going to be serving your country, and then you know just see everything that they do, and it's just. Did you ever see that movie? Um, did you ever see that Tom Cruise movie, Born on the Fourth of July, based on a true story? No, I didn't. Man, that is an epic movie. There's this guy, he was a real veteran, and he was a peace advocate, I think, after Vietnam or, or during his time back uh, uh, during Vietnam. And he was literally born on the 4th of July, and he was super patriotic, enlisted voluntarily. And then once he went over there and saw what was going on with that conflict and experienced it, um, he ended up being paralyzed from the waist down and became an advocate for peace after. But it's just amazing what these guys go through. A lot of people think that war is like Saving Private Ryan or Band of Brothers or some sort of World War II story where there's a clear line between good and evil and there's this noble sort of glorious heroism and bravery. But we constantly see our government, at least over the last 50 years, getting us into these conflicts that are totally unnecessary, in some cases drafting soldiers. And even if you come back from the war, you don't really come back the same. And it's just such a shame that such unnecessary sacrifices have to be made with such questionable motives, you know? Yeah. And especially with this conflict in Ukraine, I feel like the only time that there's like a real clear, um, you know, good guy, bad guy mm-hmm. is in Marvel movies. And that's about yeah, it. That's so true. And so the, the world is so much more complicated than just, you know, Russia, evil, Ukraine, good. And I just, it baffles me that so many people are just, you know, all, all, you know, 100% behind uh, Ukraine, and I just hope that you know we're not going to get involved. But yeah. I, again, I feel like that if if Hillary were elected, she would just like involve us 100%. You know, like D-Day invasion level of you know troop mobilization type stuff. So, but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't have a crystal ball. It's just I guess yeah. my opinion from you know one blue collar worker to you know radio host. So I appreciate you filling in. Yeah, for Harrison, if Harrison is uh, if he's listening, or if he's going to catch us later, congratulations on the baby girl, Absolutely. and uh, you know, wish him all the best and his family. But I'll I'll get off the line so everyone else can you know cool. put in their two cents too. Well, thank you for calling in, Brett. Stay safe on that ladder, and thank you for doing the job that needs to be done and providing for your family and being yep. a. Uh, contributing member of our society man i appreciate you call calling calling again sometime all right let's hear from jd in indiana jd what's up man hey what's up hey it's good to hear from you how can i uh hey what's on your mind um well i had some ideas for the info warriors out there we um i I listen pretty regularly and everybody 
is always calling in asking for uh, like you know ideas of what to do or yeah. you know how they can fight back. Yesterday there was a guy that was talking about the movie The Network and yelling out of the window, and it's like there's there, there's a way that you can easily yell out your window and talk to people in your community. And if you got a printer at home, find the find the stories that matter to you most, and then tell your neighbors about them. Print them out. Yep. You can walk around your neighborhoods. People will come up to you and talk to you. You can print cards. A lot of times, if you get an order of 500 cards, they'll give you 500 more. Yep. And then, uh, then you go around and put them on people's doors. Talk to people. Um, if, if anybody out there can't walk, well, um, you can look at my Twitter. It's uh, JDXNight. And on there, I take articles from InfoWars, the things that matter. I put them to music on a simple slideshow. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very effective. And so if everybody out there wants to get into the fight and have your yell out the window moment, there's a couple um, ideas to help everybody out. Very cheap. You can put them in gas stations. A lot of gas stations will let you put the flyers there. Yeah, that, that's, so. that's a great point, man. And I was on the drive here to the studio today. I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about. And I was thinking about the the, the notion of keyboard warriors you know oftentimes it's used as a like with a negative connotation oh he's just a keyboard warrior or he's just she's just a keyboard warrior but frankly that's how the info war is won by warriors on their keyboards right and alex alex for example you know he's done some very real real world things he actually went to bohemian grove he actually goes to these 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 events these protests he's been on the air for 30 years he's actually been in the lawsuits so that's next level beyond sort of the average person what they can do but the next the, the level below that is to be a keyboard warrior and, and and share what you think so many people are scared to share their political views online because they're worried about the implications that it has on whether they're, they're going to lose their job or they're going to upset their coworkers or their friends aren't going to like him or their family's not going to like him it's like look the only way that we make people aware of what's going on is if we share information. So kudos to you, JD, for making it happen, man. Absolutely. And, and I want all the info warriors, info warriors to make this happen. Because at the end of the day, man, this is one very, very simple way that we can change the world by, by informing people. I go around just like that. I've been spreading the fluoride information, right? So many people don't even know this. I called Rotorooter looking, uh, looking for a filtration system for my home. The lady literally put me on hold to go look up the report in the PDF. So, yes, we can change minds and hearts, but it starts by just sharing information and doing it very easily. They can't stop it if a million of us are sharing flyers. Think about mm-hmm. all the masks laying in gutters right now. Think about if that was an InfoWar flyer that you see. You pick it up. Oh, wow, fluoride is killing us and poisoning our children. Yep. Maybe I should tell someone else. So. Yep. And then Absolutely. one last point, dude, I, I, think that, I think, honestly, a Trump, Kennedy ticket would heal America. That'd be pretty and cool. I think it would be great. That would be that pretty would be cool. cool. I would. I would like to so. see a Trump Kennedy ticket. My wife's a huge fan of Kennedy. We even named our daughter Kennedy Me after too. after JFK. And uh, Me too. I just. I, I like. I like him. I think he's a nice guy. I don't know that he, he's got a chance, but he could probably win if he was the VP with Trump. Absolutely, and they would both bring something. You know, Trump isn't very big on the. You know, he wants to support the vaccines, where Kennedy actually wants to go out and fight them. They both would counter each other out and counterbalance one another and actually work perfectly together because neither one of them want war either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what? You gave so, me an idea, Colin, and thank you so much for your call, J.D. I do appreciate it. Have a good day. Yeah, you too, man. You gave me an idea, Colin, and I think Alex should create a medal of honor for keyboard warriors. And what you got to do is you should have to create content 
with the desire for it to go viral, whether it's based on InfoWars articles or InfoWars existing clips, you enter to win, pay five bucks, ten bucks or whatever to enter to win. And I think that Alex should start giving out the Medal of Honor to keyboard warriors who are fighting the good fight in the info war. I think it would encourage a lot of people to spread the message, to grow the network, to grow the audience, uh, and and give people a reason and the inspiration they need to get involved. But stick with us, folks. We're going to be taking more calls in the next segment, 877-789-2539. And make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com in a new tab and stay with us. We'll be right back. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high-quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. 